You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Live from the Reisman Recording Room, it is day seven of Detroit Lions training camp. Uh, we toned things down a little bit today. My name, by the way, is Jeremy Reisman. With me, as always, is... General man, we're calling you the general manager. Now. I, I'm fine with it. Uh, Eric Schlitt <laughs> is here. Uh, it is a, a little bit of a slow day today. They uh, they toned down practice, no pads, basically a glorified walkthrough today. So we're going to take things a little bit differently today because there's not really any observations to be had. We're going to run down injury report, kind of all the latest news there. And then uh, we're going to go through some of the guys that you guys were interested in. And, uh, we posted a question of the day on Sunday morning asking you who you wanted to hear more about. We're going to talk about them. Um, but let's jump into the injuries first. Mostly good news today. A lot of guys returning, a lot of injury scares uh, on Saturday turned out not to be much of anything. Um, starting with um, Jameson Williams coming back onto the field. Um, again, it was a glorified walkthrough. He did some work with trainers again today. So he's not 100%. And I think there's still question whether he's going to be out there when they're full pads on and, and ready to go. But Dan Campbell said essentially, like, he's trending in the right day, right way. We think we're going to get him back soon. Yeah, it's basically just individuals, and so on. Uh, you know, the last day of week two is is a uh, Monday morning, and it's you know debatable whether he'll be available for that, or maybe he'll do individuals again. Right. And uh, if he does, that's a step in the right direction. If he doesn't, uh, I wouldn't be too worried about it because I think they just wanted to take today being slow and and try and see what he, where he was. You know, being a guy that's not on an injury list, they can try and take him off and, you know, put him off the side. All, they can do all they want with him at this time of the year. Uh, speaking of trending in the right direction, Halapuli Vati Vaitai back with the first strings again. Mm. Uh, that was one I was a little bit concerned about, but back in the lineup did not appear to be limited in any sort of way. So good news there. Uh, but the offensive line was pretty shorthanded today. Mm. Uh, probably the biggest news of all being Halapuli being Panay Sewell, uh, dealing with a concussion uh, in the concussion protocol. Dan Campbell sounded very optimistic about how he's doing, but due to the protocol rules, we're not going to see him until at least Wednesday. Yeah, but he was in good spirits, and you can see him um, hanging out with his teammates. You saw him hanging out with his family after, and, uh, you know, it's just a matter of following the league's protocols at this time. Yep. Uh, also staying out this uh, day, and it seemed like just veteran days for for Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow. Yeah. Um, I guess it's worth pointing out that they slid over Graham to to center, which is not surprising. Um, and then for Panay and Frank, they had um, they had oh gosh, <laughs> they had Matt Nelson in Matt Nelson at left for, tackle yep. uh, for Decker, mm-hmm. and then they had uh, Ifedi in for um, Ifedi in for. Um, um, Panay, hey, thank right. you. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're all a little slow today. <clears throat> but I mean, basically, look, and, and then like while they were introducing Vitae back, um, they put a Coyote in mm-hmm. a little bit to give him a little bit of a, a, re, of a re- breather, I guess. And so, I mean, we're starting to see how the offensive line 
Uh, we know who the starters are, yep. right? And we know Graham's the six. And But we're starting to see the guys that are in the mix for like those last couple of spots. Looks like Decker. Looks like a Fetty. Looks like uh, Coyote. Yep, Matt Nelson, sorry. Yep. Uh, it looks like Coyote. And, um, you know, but they're still not separated. And yeah. Dan Campbell talked about that this morning as well, that none of them are really stepping up to separate themselves from the pack. And until that happens, I think we're still going to be – a little curious on, you know, how the offensive line plays out beyond the top six. Yeah, only other injury notes to make here, I think, are Jalen Reeves maybe looked uh, nicked up at the end of last practice. He he was in there back in action today. James Houston was back in action as well, but also spent some time with trainers towards the end of practice. It looks like he's dealing with something right now. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure I saw him in team drills because if he would have been in, it would have been on the opposite field from where we were. Right. Um, I only saw him during uh, individuals, so I'm not confident saying that he did any. Uh, he might have, uh, but I didn't see it. Yeah, he was in walkthroughs at the very beginning, but that's yeah. not that doesn't yeah. really count. It does not. Um, all right, so we're caught up there. So like I said, we're going to go through some of the guys that you guys wanted to hear about, maybe that we haven't talked uh, a ton about lately or um, just guys you want to know even more about. And let's start. Let's start with the running backs. Uh, we did get to talk to Jameer Gibbs today. Uh, David Montgomery, obviously the other uh, RB one A to to Gibbs RB one B. What what have you seen from those two that you like? Um, given that, I mean, the running. I think we we can both agree the running game has been a little slow to start when the pads came on. So, mm-hmm. um, what about individual performances from those guys? Yeah, the gaps have been slow to open in the run game. Um, I Montgomery did hit one uh, on. Saturday and you know he can pick up chunk yards pretty quick and he's got that you know he's he's lower to the ground so and he's got that contact balance and so you could you can see those elements to his game uh in, in practice but the running game overall has kind of been slowed Gibbs when he gets you know, laterally, it's it's awfully impressive because he can get there quick. And then he's also um, obviously been uh, contributing in, in the passing game as well. So, you know, they look like the starters and, and, and like the offensive line, the, the running back group behind them is it, pretty much wide open. And the nice thing is for those reserves is that a whole bunch of them look really comfortable on special teams. Uh, Craig Reynolds, yep. uh, uh, Jackson, even Jefferson, all all three of those guys look comfortable on special teams, which makes um, that competition, I, I think, tighter than maybe we expected. Even though we knew it was open, yeah. I think it's still a little tighter than we expected. Yeah. And it, it's these are just – they're really tough to analyze right mm-hmm. now when yeah. – they are full pad, sure, but they're not like full tackling very often. You know, it's happening Correct. here and there. Correct. Um, I think that that's something to really keep an eye on maybe when we get into joint practice territory. Yeah, and the preseason games are going to be huge for them. For sure. Uh, but to go back to Gibbs, because I do – I mean, I mean, I understand the eagerness to, to learn everything we can about him and get excited for him. I think we're still kind of waiting for like a breakout play from him where you know, yeah. it's well, going to be plastered all over social media and stuff like that. But I think a lot of that is – it's – it was the one interesting thing I th- think he said during his media session today is this is his first time in a huddle. Like they didn't do that yeah, at Alabama. Um, and so like getting that rapport with Jared Goff, you know, learning the wide receiver position a little bit more because he says he's doing more of that than he mm-hmm. did at Alabama. Like there is a big mental load that, that I think Jameer Gibbs has to get over right now. And I'm not saying he's struggling with it or anything like that. It's just a lot. Like Yeah, it's a learning process. Yeah, I think that. For rookies, that it's jump awesome, yeah. from from the you know everyone talks about the the college to the NFL jump as something that's like getting ready for the speed of the game and and 
you know, learning a, a massive playbook. But sometimes it's as simple as being in a huddle and taking commands from a guy that you don't – You, I mean, you don't have that report, Jared, sure. if it comes. Sure. And so I think I think part of the reason maybe there's a quote-unquote slow start here is just like that mental part. Like that mental part is going to take a while. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want anyone to panic over that either. Like oh, that's, of that's, that's totally normal for uh, all rookies. Yeah. Um, let's move to wide receivers because – for, for uh, I shouldn't say for whatever reason. It's obvious the reason. Uh, a lot of people are excited about Denzel Mims, and we've talked about him quite a bit. But <laughs> but at the same time, like people yeah. are people are eager. Like where where is he repping? How many passes is he catching? Is he repping with Jared Goff? Like mm-hmm. wh- what can you tell us about Mims so far? It, it, here's the deal. I, I, honestly, I get more questions about Mims than maybe anybody at yeah. this point. Um, and I even write about him. I feel like every day. But still, even when I do, it's uh, I'm still getting asked questions. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, he looks – he's big, he's fast, right? That's what everyone talked about on day one. He's yep. big, he's fast. Um, he started out working with the twos, which was, you know, not I guess not a surprise. Yep. As a former high pick and a guy who's been in the league a couple of years, uh, he worked his way in real, relatively quickly. Most of the time he is working with the twos, but – um, when you watch individual drills, we've talked in the past about how Jared Goff has his favorites, right? There are certain guys when they go through like passing to receiver, passing to tight end, or you know, passing to running back drills, that there's specific guys that Jared Goff lines up to pass to, right? Yep. And it's your standard guys. It's Amon Ra, it's Reynolds, it's St. Brown, it's Laporta, right? Yep. Um, Gibbs. It's Gibbs, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, and you and it was JMO. But with JMO being out, they've tried a couple of different guys, and they've seemed to have landed on Mims being in that in that group. So that could mean he's um, well. Now Antoine Green was also out that day as well. True. That he that, oh, so, and he was back today. By yeah, the way. we forgot to mention him. Um, so like, but I think it speaks to the fact that even if you include Green and uh, JMO. Mims is still probably in this top six yeah. right now, right? And I think that's what a lot of people are, are, are the most curious about is where does he fit on the depth chart? And I think the experience and, and, and you know, how he's producing puts him at that probably wide receiver six spot. Now, we have seen guys like Trinity Benson uh, and um, – a couple, you know, like uh, Maurice Alexander, they've gotten a couple of like runs with the ones at different points, as has uh, Mims. But it speaks to, you know, Mims's spot on the roster when he, Jared Goff is specifically lining up to throw passes to him during individual drills. Yeah, I, I was going to mention Benson too. <laughs> I don't know if anyone wants to hear it, but I feel like he's repping around <laughs> the same amount when mm-hmm. you're talking about mixing in with the ones. Um, I feel like he's in there just about as often as Mims. But it's it's also worth pointing out Mims has been here a, a much shorter period of time. So yeah. for him to accelerate that line, I think is is certainly noteworthy. Yeah, and Benson was with the uh, with the the ones in the one minute drill yesterday. Yeah, and he made the biggest play arguably. True. Right. So like, I don't think he's out of the mix, but. I would. I'm going to edge Benson a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Or, I'm mo- sorry, Mims a little bit. More. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, let's move to tight ends. Um, one guy I kind of want to know more about because we, you know, he's been repping maybe lower than you expect is James Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and again, he was he and Brock Wright were splitting reps with Jared Goff in those individual drills. Right. Uh, Mitchell got a couple, and Brock Wright got a couple, and. Um, 
Dean Campbell talked about Mitchell at the, the morning presser saying that he, during the first four days of where they were acclimating, um, he was showing improvement. And then the last two days in practice, he was showing that he could take what he had learned and put it into practice. And I think that is what's earning him opportunities, yep. right? And so that's encouraging, right? You're, you're seeing a, a young guy who, you know, missed a good portion, uh, missed all of training camp last year yep. and, and, a, and a good a couple games early in the season, you're seeing him evolve and you're getting recognition from the head coach, uh, I think speaks to the fact that we're just, I think, starting to see uh, scratch the surface on his training camp. And I, I'm expecting bigger things to come with him. Yeah, I feel like he's someone that, that could rise up the, the depth chart a little bit mm-hmm. as we go on, because like you said, like no training camp last year. This feels a lot like a rookie season for him getting another year past that ACL injury. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we haven't seen it quite flash on, on the field yet, but... But you're getting, like you said, you're getting comments from from the head coach. You're you're transitioning to pads in a seamless way because it, that's the thing about James Mitchell is like at Virginia Tech, a lot of people just saw him as kind of a receiver. They very much view him as a guy who's going to block for them quite often, and yep. so that's something I think when we're maybe getting some one on ones and they throw some some tight ends into the mix when it comes to blocking, that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, the guy that's in front of him right now is Zilstra, and you know I think we kind of know what Zilstra is, yeah. right? He's he's a reliable pass catching option that. Um, the coaches believe they can trust, but in a lot of ways, he's kind of like the Tom Kennedy of tight ends, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Where like I don't know where I don't know where his I think he might be at his ceiling, right? Yeah. Like I, I I don't know, and and so maybe he his spot is temporary because if Mitchell is ascending and Zilstra is capped, then it could just be a matter of time before they kind of switch spots. Uh, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk Broderick Martin because I feel like yesterday, Saturday, hmm. was a day he, he finally got kind of put on the radar because of that opening play he did against Frank mm-hmm. Gregg now. Um, but it's worth noting, he's today, and again, walkthroughs, and really the last two days, he's not only taking some first-team reps, he's taking the majority of yeah. first-team reps above Isaiah Bugs. Now, Campbell did pull back today and say, hey, don't forget about Bugs. We really like Bugs. Bugs mm-hmm. is going to play a lot. And hey, Broderick Martin's still... Rookie, you know, he mentioned his pad level the other day. It still yeah. needs to get better. Um, but Fra- Frank mentioned it too. Frank mentioned it too. <laughs> um, but listen, he's a guy that I thought was going to maybe get twenty to thirty percent of snaps this year mm. as, as a developmental young guy. The way he's trending right now, it could be fit, like, yeah, split. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I still expect Bugs to be the the yeah. week one starter at this point. But yeah. like, they're making sure Broderick's getting those first team reps and, and playing alongside guys like Aleem. Yeah, it he's he's an impressive individual, like size wise, athlete wise, and um, he is he. I mean, he's massive, yeah. right? Um, and so I do think he is going to. Maybe eventually you could see him take over for Bugs. Like I said, getting first, like you said, getting first team reps today. Uh, it was spring, it's been slowly increasing over the last couple of days yep. that that exposure. But if he ends up hitting, you're talking about Brad Holmes <laughs> taking every top 100 pick he has, you know, out of this class, and and maybe putting them into heavy contributing roles, and that's. That's a scary thought because if you have five rookies that are all doing contributing snaps, that's that's an impressive draft class. That, you're leaving out Hendon, but close yeah, enough. Well, that's six. Hendon that, would, that be would be six, six. so yes. I was leaving him out. Yeah. So yeah, but if they have five of those yeah. six, That'd be um, yeah, because I mean, look, Branch, 
Branch is a stud. Yep. I mean, we don't think we need. Like, we're, we gush about him every day. Put the La- Hall of Fame jacket on him La- already. Laporta, Laporta will put it on for him, and then he'll turn around and Branch will put Laporta's jacket on him for him. And um, and and you know, and we just talked about Gibbs and then Campbell. Like Campbell's getting first team reps now. Yeah, and and it's he's still giving. You know, we're still seeing Derek Barnes get some in, uh, but. Campbell's starting to spread out his usage a little bit more as well. And we saw a little wrinkle. And um, I don't think we're technically supposed to talk about it, but fans were here. So I, I think it's on it's on the table. I, we basically saw him, like, lining up outside of the tackle box, which is not something no. um, that he has done prior to this, right? right? Most of the time he's in between the tackles, off the ball. Now we saw some outside of the tackle box stuff. And it could just be little new wrinkles, but those new wrinkles are important because it shows that he's learning. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, it shows if they're if they're willing to try more things and put more on his plate, usually probably means he's, yeah. he's kind of maybe not mastered what he's normally doing, but shown that he can move on. Yeah. Um, let's finish things up with with a, a couple more guys. I think we got to talk Levi Onzerike because mm-hmm. um, people are obviously – a little excited like he's playing he's practicing yeah. this is as deep as he's gotten into training camp um maybe he ever in his oh, three gosh. years Jeez. um uh, so you know where where have you seen his game so far I, you know i'd say he's probably mostly repping with the second and third teams at this point yeah mostly third i um, think yeah behind it's... behind even benito who yeah who got some praise from Who's... from dan campbell like don't yeah. forget about benito um but yeah. i don't know like where where are you on levi and and maybe his spot on the roster too. Like how solid is that? Yeah, it, it's it's real tricky, right? Because that defensive. I think the first three interior defensive tackles are all kind of locked, yeah. right? Um, that's McNeil, Martin, and Bugs. Yep. And then after that, you start looking at: Are they going to keep a fourth defensive tackle, or are you getting enough out of Kaminsky and Pascal when they kick inside that you don't need a fourth? But if you do. Um, Benito's been the guy who's probably been playing the best, yet you've invested pretty highly in Levi and you've been really patient with him uh, this whole time. So maybe he has an edge. And and I, I, I'm i kind of on the fence, right? Like I, I, I know this organization really likes Levi, but Benito's playing better right now. But again, that's because they're kind of taking it slow with Levi. Um, we saw a potential sack on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, it was hard to see if he would have <clears throat> actually got home, you know, in, in these types of drills. But... Does that mean he's getting better? I mean, hopefully, but it, it's really kind of subdued at this point, and I think that's purposeful. Like, yeah. I think it's they're trying to protect him right now. Sure, and he's he's another one where I feel like when when we get to the exhibition games, like he is going to be a key. No, oh, yeah. it's you'll find out a lot more about him. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a couple more here. I'm gonna make you choose just one because we're getting up at. The 20 minute mark here on a practice that didn't really even happen today. Yeah, we're going longer than practice. <laughs> um, well, if you're giving me a choice between the guys that are remaining, I'm going to pick Chase Lucas All because right. I am the world's biggest Chase Lucas fan, <laughs> maybe. I think um, <laughs> um, the thing is with Chase is he started out camp outside. He was in the, in the spring, he was outside. Yep. And he kind of went into camp thinking he's going to be an outside corner. And then a couple injuries happen, and they kick him inside to nickel. And then, you know, a couple more things happen, and now they're using him inside and outside. And then now um, they're, you know, they're trying to utilize him in a lot of different ways. And the thing that I love about Chase is that he understands the situation that he's in, and he also understands how he's going to create value. And so he's 
doing he's really repping high in special teams. He's getting a lot of reps in the upper group at Gunner. He's getting acclimated in different phases, both as a blocker and as a coverage guy. And he's trying to, you know, become a guy that becomes like Will Harris. Yeah. Um, not necessarily a guy that, that that fans, you know, are like kind of like, why is Will Harris still around? But coaches love Will Harris because he can play a bunch of positions and he's reliable. And th- and that's what Chase is trying to do. Chase is trying to show the coaches, I can play inside, I can play outside, I can cover, I can block, I can do all these things that you want on special teams, and I'm position versatile enough on defense that it's worth keeping me around because uh, I can be an asset for you in case somebody goes down. Yeah, and and that's that's some of the veteran savvy there, and I'm calling him veteran savvy only because he's, he's old. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's obviously only his, his second year in the league. Um, but yeah, that's that's the smart approach to to training camp for him is to just show that he's so exp- inexpendable in that way. The problem I have is you have Ch- you have Will Harris. Do you need two Will Harrises? And he's repping pretty late mm-hmm. on defense and and you know he might be repping towards the top in some of these special teams drills, but he's not with the first team in most of these things. So mm-hmm. it to me it, it's still very hard to find a roster spot for him and he also strikes me as a guy who you can stash on the practice squad. You know, like he, I, I don't know if there's going to be a huge market for him if he hits the waivers, and then you're you're set. Like then you have Will Harris and you have your backup Will Harris. I mean, where Will Harris is already a backup in a bunch of spaces. Do you need a backup to the backup? Yeah, I think you do. Okay, because I think. Chase offers you uh, a special teams element where he can be a weekly contributor, and I think that's might be the difference for me. Is that we? I think we we like our top. 10 defensive backs. Yep. And that 11th spot between Chase, Savion Smith, maybe UDFA, um, Stephen Gilmore. Yep. Like, I think all those guys are in the mix. For sure. I just like Chase a little bit more because I think he's a little bit more versatile. I think he's a little bit more experienced. And I think he can contribute on special teams. That's why I'm going to keep uh, my, my Chase fan club president uh, <laughs> m- membership going. <laughs> All right, we'll close things out there. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, uh, Monday. There is another practice. Hopefully the pads come back on. Hopefully we get a little bit more action. Hopefully we see a bunch of you guys out there. But until then, for Eric, I'm Jeremy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.